Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Behind the Curtain Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Loy. This is a podcast where we take an inside look at an expat life. As an American citizen who has lived in Central Europe for almost 20 years, I'm going to take you behind the scenes to explore the joys and struggles of a foreigner. You know, we're heading into the holiday season, and holiday traditions differ wildly between cultures. It might be a more common holiday, such as Christmas or Easter, or it might be a country-specific tradition, such as in America when, where they have Thanksgiving and Halloween. Today, I want to talk about a few of these. And so I'm going to start off with Easter. Easter is very, very different than how I grew up in the United States. Easter in the United States, uh, my family would dress up, they'd go to a church, they'd come home, uh, do an Easter egg hunt, and have a big dinner together. Some people do ham, uh, some people uh, might do something else, like a turkey or something, uh, but it, it was a big meal together, and that was what Easter represented. Here in the Czech Republic, Easter is solely on Monday. Now, if you're, if you're a religious person or if you're somebody who has a faith, um, a Christian faith, if someone who has a Christian faith, they'll celebrate it from Good Friday, or as in Czech, they'll say um, Big Friday, to Easter. However, for most people in the Czech Republic, Easter is on Monday. And... Easter Monday in the Czech Republic is just downright bizarre for the foreigner. And I'll explain about that in a minute. Monday is a holiday. Nobody goes to school. Shops aren't open. It's not celebrated on Sunday at all. It will be in in churches, but not by the general public. So society just kind of shuts down on Monday. And then Czechs wake up on Easter Monday. And they go through this... I guess ritual of sorts that has has these uh, roots in, I guess, pagan culture in some ways. Um, so what they do is the day is about going around, and it it, it is based in a in a in an ancient fertility rite. Men a week or so before Easter Monday buy or they make these whipping sticks that are made from willow twigs. At the top of the weed branches. They're, they fasten these ribbons, okay? And what they do is they go around to their female friends and relatives, and they come and they slap the women with a few wax on the buttocks or on the leg. And at that point, women should then give men some sort of treat, candy, an egg, or, or alcohol a lot of times, in order to thank the men. Now, they do this because it's an ancient fertility ritual that has its roots in supposedly cleansing women, a way for women to maintain their fruitfulness and their beauty and their health, I I suppose to prepare them for the spring. What ends up happening is a lot of men go around, they have these sticks, and uh, they're drinking alcohol, and many become drunk by the afternoon. I know in other parts of the country, uh, men will douse their women with water 
again, part of the cleansing ritual. I've also heard of some men dunking their women in the river. And sometimes even nowadays, they just get the super soaker guns with with water guns and spray water at them. It's really, really bizarre for the foreigner. You come in here and it's like, what are people doing? I remember one Easter Monday when my wife and I were dating. There was a knock at my wife's apartment door. When she answered, there was this young boy that proceeded to start hitting her with his stick. Now, my wife didn't know what was happening. It was her first year in the country. She didn't realize about anything about this tradition. And she just slammed the door on the child. And the poor boy was left there without any reward, candy reward of any type. It is difficult for any foreigner to grasp a tradition that subjugates women to a ritualistic cleansing that contains possible hurtful and harmful methods combined with drunkenness. And it just blows my mind sometimes. It's it's one of the craziest things about living here. Now, Americans don't have any room to talk either. I mean, personally, I'm not a big fan of Halloween. You come to the States and you celebrate Halloween. It's a big celebration of the dead. and It's an excuse to dress up as something frightening. Um, Essentially, it's someone's nightmare. Uh, A lot of people... They support Halloween. There's a lot of, I mean, it's a big American uh, tradition. I will say this is a child's holiday, a chance to rack up hordes of candy. I personally remember high schoolers using it as an excuse to do something kind of mischievous or borderline rebellious. But the part that really is strange for, I think, foreigners when they when they come to America is this idea of Santa Claus. Now, I know there's this idea that Santa Claus exists in a lot of different forms in different countries, okay? But the American Santa Claus is in your face, on the Coke bottles, on posters, in commercials, everywhere. And I grew up with that. I, I remember I remember believing in Santa Claus as a kid, and I remember one December evening, it just dawned on me that there's no way that Santa exists. And I just kind of broke down, uh, crying, and this idea that I had held from the earliest of ages, just so suddenly vanished. There's a huge celebration as Santa Claus is a symbol that I imagine anybody coming to the United States would just look at and be like, what is that? And I know a lot of Czechs, they just mock the idea of Santa Claus because it just comes across as maybe kitsch or um, something that is just overblown. And if you if you ever listen and really examine and watch the idea of Santa Claus. Listen to the words of Santa Claus is Coming to Town, a famous um, Christmas song. And and if you really listen to it, the words come across downright disturbing. I'm going to quote this. I'm not going to sing it for you out there. (laughs) You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's checking to see who's naughty or nice. And although you out there may never you know, adhere to Santa's credo of you know, checking to see who's naughty or nice, 
Nonetheless, many cultures perpetuate again and again similar ideas about children. Him being naughty or nice and you might get a treat or you might not you might get a lump of coal. And they do this all in the name of tradition. No culture is immune to this. Whether it be here in Czech or my American culture or a European another European culture out there. And although Czechs mock the idea of Santa Claus, they still maintain a tradition that espouses similar concepts. <laughs> I always I always have to be careful when talking about this, okay? Because I'm the foreigner, and I'm coming into their culture. Um, but it's a struggle that I have sometimes with, you know, I, I see the Easter traditions that I don't quite understand it. Um, another one is one that is very dearly loved here in the Czech, and I understand that. Uh, but I just like to get people thinking a little bit about the traditions they espouse. Um, one that is very similar to to Christmas, American Christmas, is Saint Nicholas Day. Nicholas Day is is Saint Nicholas Day. It's his name day for Nicholas. It is a small holiday that celebrates Saint Nick, which is essentially the same character as Santa Claus. And on this day, adults. Teenagers, they'll dress up as one of three characters. You've got Saint Nicholas, white robes, priestly robes, white beard. You've got an angel, the second one, or you could dress up as a dirty imp dressed in soot and horns. And to me, it's as if Christmas and Halloween had a baby. They had this like little baby tradition. They got together and... Uh, they produced a baby tradition, and this is Saint Nicholas Day. Now, these three characters, Saint Nicholas, the angel, and the imp, um, their purpose is to go around town, visit schools, or appear in homes in order to ask children whether they've been naughty or nice. If they've been good, they receive a piece of candy from the angel. If they have been bad, and this is kind of a nightmarish twist if you ask me, the imp threatens to kidnap the child, throw him in a sack, and drag him off to hell. Now, most Czechs I know, they have this like half chuckle. And they always tell personal stories where they, ha- where they were when they experienced this tr- tradition or w- how their children experienced and reacted to this kind of, what I imagine, a real palpable fear. If I'm a child and someone's going to drag me off to hell, I'm thinking it's going to be, <laughs> it might be leaving a mark. It might leave a mark or a scar. And in in this tradition seemed little more than a cultural curiosity for me um, until it happened to my son once. He was at a, um, a baseball practice. And my son's coach was dressed like an imp. And he came to practice, picked out my son, and escorted him out of the gym and told him he was going to go to hell. Now, my son was embarrassed, confused, and a little bit fearful. Now, I've heard of similar stories happening even in the public schools. And the lesson is clear, I think. We all fall under the scales of Lady Justice. And you better fear if you're on the wrong side. That's the message. Well, on a lighter note, um, they have these uh, Christmas St. Nicholas concerts. And it seems that most people want to play that imp, the dirty old imp, mischievous, and the one that drags people off. 
And it was kind of funny. A few years ago, I was at one of these concerts and the whole community comes together. And um, uh, there was a whole kindergarten class up there who were just wearing their horns <laughs> in order to play imps and singing um, on stage. Now, as I'm trying to show here, this celebration, these celebrations of national holidays, while they're really important for upholding a nation's culture, like in this case, Czech culture or Santa Claus made for American culture, they can be really confusing for the foreigner. I can't imagine what foreigners think when they go to the United States and have to contend with Halloween, like I said before, or Valentine's Day. What are the rules of Valentine's Day? Or even Black Friday. When people look on the news and people stampede others in order to get good deals at a local shop. You know, while watching a baseball game a couple years ago on TV uh, during Easter, I was stunned by the many Americans of all ages just sitting around wearing bunny ears at a baseball game. If I'm a foreigner coming to the United States, I'm wondering why in the world are Americans spending a whole day celebrating a rabbit? I kind of imagine Americans wouldn't have an answer for that either. A lot of these celebrations, both Czech and American, and I suspect elsewhere too, they deal with what I would call fear and candy. Although we hold cultural traditions dear to our hearts, all of us, I wonder if we sometimes fail to consider why we keep those traditions beyond just mere habit. Now, I'll give you an example um, of something that changed with me. For years, Thanksgiving was that, was, was that time of year um, where we just had a lot of stress in my marriage. You know, it's supposed to be this family holiday in the United States. And all it seemed to do was create these unmet expectations, disappointment and arguments. My wife and I would feel this like heavy burden to continue a tradition from back home and continue to do this in the Czech Republic. And the ritual was the same. We kept perpetuating the stress. We had to have it just like America. You got to find some Americans near us in Europe. Then we have to eat this particular meal and have these particular dishes. And we all had to do it in a traditional manner that we grew up with. And then one year after a round of arguments, my wife and I decided that we're going to kill the holiday. Which, what it meant for us was severing our ties with all expectations of Thanksgiving. And I just want to tell you guys, the results were magical. What we decided to do was to shape and form the holiday in our own way, in our own fashion. We decided to focus on the thankfulness, service in our community. That's when we began to invite and include checks to our Thanksgiving. Many from uh, a city that we used to live in would drive two hours just to come to our house and partake in a Thanksgiving meal with us. We were able to show appreciation to our friends, and it felt healthy. Thanksgiving was no longer an American holiday. It was ours. We recaptured it. And we've been able to continue that Thanksgiving tradition with students at the school where I work. 
and we have this big banquet. It's a time to give thanks and to love and encourage others. Now, I suspect there's some of you, Americans, Czechs, who have done this also. You've reclaimed the tradition for yourself. You know, personally, I enjoy the serenity and quiet of a Czech Christmas. People are home with their families, and the materialistic world has just been shut off. There's no last-minute shopping. You know, I've seen some Czechs do some different things at Easter. One thing I admire about them is uh, I know there's a community of people that will take long walks with their families and their friends. A few years ago, on New Year's Day, our church took a little hike, stopped halfway up the mountain, and had goulash and grog, which is like a, a mulled wine. We spent time together, and it was pleasant. Not huge parties and getting drunk, but just a bunch of people enjoying their time together and loving and encouraging one another. Now, my goal in this whole podcast today is to just to get you to think a little bit. I'm not trying to tear down traditions. I'm trying to say, maybe we should reclaim the traditions. Because living as a foreigner allowed me to break away from negative traditions. And in its place, we learned to make the traditions our own. I think the redemption of traditions promote good, positive, and beautiful ideals. Not an acquiescence to a fear or candy holiday that really promotes celebrations at the expense of others. Because when I look at a lot of these holidays that we talked about today, American, Czech, throughout the world, a lot of them are just fear and candy holidays. Think about it. So this year, whatever your holiday tradition is, I want to encourage you to redeem that holiday and do it in a way that promotes love and peace with one another. Personally, I'll take a kind word and a good old handshake over crippling fear and cheap candy any day. Thank you for listening to the Behind the Curtain podcast. If you want to get the show notes or have new episodes delivered directly to your phone, you can go to the website behindthecurtainpodcast.buzzsprout.com to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, any ratings, reviews, or shares are greatly appreciated. If you'd like to connect, you can write me at the Behind the Curtain Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your questions and comments. This is Justin Loy. Take care, and I'll talk to you later. Later.